Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hey fam, welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Super stoked that you are here with me. Um, So if you haven't noticed from the title, (laughs) today's episode uh, is going to be another solo one, and it's going to be um, about what do you do when you are disappointed with life and or with God. And I wasn't planning on um, filming on this topic, but it's actually very, uh, close to my heart right now because, um, I'm literally in the middle of, um, a pretty big disappointment. And, um, actually I'm in the middle of several, um, several minor ones and one big one. And I thought I would actually open up this episode, um, with a word. And so I'm going to read Psalm 73 because this is actually um, a really good Psalm to refer to when you are tackling the the topic of disappointment. So Psalm 73 NLT version says, truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know? They ask. Does the most high even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I try to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant, they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was torn up 
and sighed. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. When I first read this psalm, I was in college. I was actually a freshman in college, and uh, I was dealing with a lot of just difficulties and being 19 years old and not used to many difficulties. <laughs> I um, I was really, really struggling with my faith. And this psalm is such a comfort to me, and it has been a comfort to me in the 13 plus years um, since I first read it. And so I hope that it's a comfort to you. It's actually a psalm by Asaph. Um, it's not a psalm by David. It's a psalm by Asaph. And um, this this psalm actually is very reflective of how I feel right now. Although I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm staring at the wicked. I would say that I'm mostly, I'm mostly staring at my own life and looking at all the corners and composites that are disappointing to me at this point in time. Um, and I think the first thing I want to point out on this episode is that um, one, God can handle it. He can handle uh, our disappointments. He can handle it when we tell him that we are upset with our lives and and that we are upset with him. He already knows it, right? So there's no point in trying to hide it from him. And that may sound really silly, but that is actually something that I have tried to do in the past. I have tried to stuff my feelings. I've tried to not acknowledge when I'm upset, Um I have tried to, or, or briefly acknowledge that I'm upset and then just try to move past it because I didn't want to dishonor God. I didn't want to be ungrateful. I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to be a brat <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and respond in a way that would upset him or, or come across as ungrateful. But the truth is, um, disappointments are a part of life and, even scripture says in um, in the Psalms, uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's either Psalms or Proverbs. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's Proverbs. Um, but a fulfilled tree, a fulfilled dream is is a tree of life. And right now, I'll be honest with you, I have a a crap ton of of hopes that are deferred at the moment. Um, I'm 32, and I I thought I would have been married several years by now with a couple of kids. Um, I'm looking at, uh, you know, my business, the center for prophetic listening. And, uh, I thought it would be further along by now. Um, I just found out at, um, a job I'm working in that, uh, that a raise that I, I went for didn't get approved. Um, and so these are things that are, are deeply disappointing to me, especially when you put in the work, um, for these things to happen. It's not like I'm just sitting on my laurels expecting, you know, all sorts of good things to come my way. 
But when you work really, really hard uh, towards certain goals or towards uh, certain improved circumstances and they don't come to pass, it's, of course, it's going to be disappointing when it doesn't happen. And I think for me, um, sometimes it's one thing to be disappointed with life and how life goes, because that that happens. We live in a fallen world. But I think uh, being disappointed with God, and especially when you put your your hope and your faith and your trust in God and, and the outcome still isn't what you had hoped for, um, that that can be tough. And that's, I'll just be honest, that's something that, that I'm wrestling with in this current season, knowing that he is faithful, that he is good, um, but feeling in my heart, hey, I feel like you're letting me down at the moment, <clears throat> uh, even though I know in my head he's not. So a couple of things that, um, that I refer to in this current season, um, are past seasons when I have dealt with serious disappointment and that's reminding myself that oftentimes the solution is hidden. The solution to the disappointment, to the letdown, um, the reason behind it a lot of times is, is hidden. We can't immediately see the purpose of it. <clears throat> and I highly recommend um, that you ask him, A, if he's willing to show you what the the hidden root, hidden um, solution is, uh, and and B, if he's willing to reveal that, that you would just listen and, and hear what he has to say about it and get his perspective on it. So I'm actually going to share an example of um, a time that I did this. Uh, and, and I actually did do it with um, this most recent disappointment about um, the raise request that I put in. Um, but I'm going to share with you guys uh, an example that happened almost 10 years ago, I was 24 years old and I needed to get, um, my wisdom teeth removed. And I, when I was a, a teenager, um, and I was under my mom's insurance at the time, the, the dentist, uh, the pediatric dentist told me not to worry about it. As long as I wasn't in pain, I didn't need to get it removed. That was terrible advice. <clears throat> um, if I could go back in time, I would probably slap that dentist because I, I should have gotten it removed. Um, fast forward uh, several years later, I'm an adult. Um, I'm not on my parents' insurance plan despite whatever Obamacare was trying to do. And um, I was in severe pain and there was the risk of that uh, those wisdom teeth getting infected. And I basically was facing having to pay out of pocket um, upwards of $1,500, like $2,000 just to get um, these wisdom teeth out of my mouth. All four needed to be removed. And it was extremely expensive and I, I just didn't have the money. I was a new graduate um, with a crap ton of uh, student debt. So I was freaking out um, for my health and I was also just in a lot of pain. And Finally, after doing a ton of research, um, my mom suggests, well, why don't you look at um, maybe like dental schools? Why, why don't you see if there are dental schools that do these procedures um, and, and do them at a discounted rate because the students need 
to practice. Uh, and looking back on that, that sounds kind of horrifying, but um, it actually made perfect sense. And so I did find um, a hospital, not a hospital, a clinic that did just that. They had dental students uh, that would do these procedures for a much, much discounted rate. So I scheduled the appointment. I, I went in to to um, to get seen. I had just enough money. First of all, I had just enough gas money to get there and I had just enough money to do the procedure. And um, and even though I needed all, all uh, four out, there was actually just one in particular that was causing me the most pain. And um, I didn't know anything about getting with some teeth removed, but I just thought, okay, if they could just get this one out, then um, I could save up for the other ones later or something like that. Well, I get there and they examine the the tooth and they come in and they give me this horrible news and they tell me, Michelle, we're sorry, but your wisdom tooth is impacted at such a, um, a difficult angle that this would be a much more complicated procedure to handle and our students aren't qualified to do it. Um, and so we were not going to be able to do it. And also, um, even if we were to do it, we'd have to do both top and bottom on one side. Um, so it would be two, two wisdom teeth, um, removals instead of just one wisdom tooth. And it's going to cost like, I think they quoted me like four times the price that I was prepared to pay. Uh, and not only were they not, um, going to be able to, uh, to do it at the price that I had hoped for, um, it was going to cost more, but they were not going to be able to do anything about the tooth that I, that I had that day. Like they basically told me you're going to have to come back. I was crushed. I, I was so upset and frustrated. And I think there was just like this cord in me that was pulled really, really taut and it finally just snapped. And I actually cried in that office right there in front of that dental student. <laughs> Looking back, I feel so bad for him because he was probably like, whoa, what the heck is this? But he had no idea. Um, and it was the culmination of things. It was it was the fact that I didn't have enough money uh, to, I barely had enough to get there, barely had enough to cover that one tooth. And then to find out that it still wasn't enough, um, it was you know, kind of the, the frustration of not having enough. Uh, it was also just the pain <laughs> that, that, um, it was horrifying. So I left that office and, um, I went into the waiting room and I still remember just crying. Um, and my mom met me at the, in the waiting room and I just cried like a little baby to her. I was so upset, so disappointed. So, um, I think that the, that student felt really bad. And, um, he mentioned to me, Hey, it might be a good idea for you to just reach out to like the office manager, see what options may be available, um, as far as like payment goes and, and rescheduling. And, um, you know, I thanked him, but I was still just crushed. And in the car, as I was driving back, or my mom was driving back. <clears throat> I, I just said this prayer and I was like, God, I'm so hurt right now. I'm really frustrated. Like what, what, why, why, why can't I just get this thing done? Like, you know how much pain I'm in, why? And in that moment, he spoke so clearly to me and he said, um, I want 
I want you to have a better doctor. I want you to, I want you to have an actual doctor. And he told me, don't worry, I have better for you. And in that moment, you know, it was a very, very, very small comfort because I was still in a lot of pain and I still didn't see how this was going to shake out. Well, fast forward, um, just a few hours later, as soon as I got home, I emailed uh, the office uh, manager. I inquired about, um, you know, any, any solutions they may have for like low income individuals. And I explained the situation and I basically told the story of what happened and, um, and I, I didn't complain, but I was just, uh, just sharing, is there any way that you guys can help? She called me that evening. She called me that evening and this woman, oh my gosh, she was like an angel. She had so much compassion. Um, she apologized profusely that, that I wasn't able to be seen that day. Um, and she said, you know what, like, um, don't worry, I'm going to fast track your application. Um, I'm, I'm making sure that it's approved and it's only going to cost you, um, $60, uh, per tooth guys. She made sure that I would be able to take, um, I would be able to have all four of my wisdom teeth removed for the same cost that I had originally budgeted for just one tooth. And to top it off, she said, Hey, I know that you're in a lot of pain. Um, you mentioned that in your email. I can actually get you in um, as soon as uh, tomorrow, if you're willing to come back, like I, I can get you in and we can take care of that because I don't want you to be in any pain anymore. It was just favor upon favor upon favor. And looking back on it, had I waited, <clears throat> um, I didn't know this at the time, but there was a blizzard <laughs> that was approaching. And had I waited, I would not have been able to get uh, those wisdom teeth removed for another week, two weeks, three weeks, because the blizzard was was pretty severe. Um, so I was able to go back in the next day. I had an actual like dental surgeon, um, somebody who was practicing, who was in their residency, um, not a student. And he did the procedure. I paid literally $60 per tooth and all four were removed and the procedure went well. I never had dry socket or anything. Um, and as I smile to you today, I, um, I, I'm completely healthy, uh, you know, dental wise. And so, um, in every area, but dental wise, and I just look back on it and I still remember what the Lord told me when I was so crushed, I have better for you. I want a better, I want a better, um, qualified doctor to do, to do this procedure. And that's exactly what he got. And he got it for me at a fraction of the cost. So I look back on stories like that. And even though I'm currently facing, um, some hope deferred in, in certain areas and disappointment in others, um, I just keep going back to the solution. God is too good for, for us to just, um, for him to leave us in disappointment, for him to leave us in a state of disappointment and frustration and, and hope deferred. Um, 
And so when the weight feels like it's agony, I strongly recommend, um, a giving this disappointment to God and, and hearing his response, B turning to the word and looking at other figures who have faced severe disappointment, not just Asaph in Psalm 73, um, but also David in periods of his life, Ruth. I think Ruth is a fantastic um, book chronicling God's redemption um, in the aftermath of of severe disappointment. Uh, And then also um, trusting the Lord, because you're able to look back on past situations where he came through and turned around that disappointment. So another thing that I have been doing, um, lately to try to keep my spirits up is practice gratitude. And, uh, and I know people throw that around a lot, but just as an example, yesterday, when I, when I found out about, um, the news about, you know, not getting the raise that I'd hoped for. I, I just started thanking God for the income that I do have. And I started thanking him for literally what's in my bank account. And I started thanking him for my car and my home. And I I thanked him, um, for the clothes on my back and the fact that I could, you know, go get a smoothie somewhere and not have to worry about the cost. I just, I thanked him for what he has brought me from. And I thank him that, you know, um, that he has delivered me time and time again, and that he's not about to, to stop and, and abandon me. So I hope that this is an encouragement to you. If you are currently facing a disappointment or you're, or you're wrestling with a past disappointment. Um, I want you to consider, um, doing your own little prophetic listening session, um, going to a quiet place, clearing the room and pouring out your heart before God. And by the way, you can pour out your heart as viscerally as you feel the need to, Sometimes I'll pray in tongues, but there are other times when I'm just saying exactly what's on my heart, um, in English. (laughs) And sometimes it isn't pretty. Sometimes a couple swear words may, may escape, you know, and some of you may be like, Oh my gosh, you you cuss at God. To me, it's not cussing at God. To me, it's just like letting all the frustration out, pouring it out so that God can pour himself in. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever it is that's in your heart, get it out, get it out into the open so that God can then replace all that junk with, um, with his love and with his reassurance and his peace and the truth. So that would be my recommendation to you. Um, and then have a pen and paper ready so that he can reveal to you his perspective and, and what he wants you to fix your eyes on. So with that said, I'm going to close this out in a, in a prayer and I'll let you guys go. Lord, I just lift up those who are listening, um, or watching this episode. I pray right now, father, um, for those whose hearts are, are sick because of hope deferred Lord, you are the great healer. And so we, we just thank you. Um, and we call forth, um, hopes and dreams fulfilled right now. In fact, we just 
we declare and decree an end to hope deferred. And we declare and decree a multiplication of dreams, hopes, desires, um, and wishes fulfilled by the power of your spirit, Lord. And I do pray that you would meet each and one, each and every one of your sons and daughters and, um, give them your perspective, your fresh anointing so that they can move forward in power and the purpose that you've called them to. And I lift up myself to you, Lord. And I declare and decree that the hope deferred in my life is broken right now in the name of Jesus. And every agent of the enemy that is trying to um, cause further delay, um, stymie me, hold me back, I banish you, I cancel you, and I render you completely ineffective to having any influence in my life or in the life of these listeners in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you for revealing the next step. And we thank you for um, sending your ministering angels as well and your warring angels to clear the way before us um, so that we can do everything that you've called us to do and we can enjoy everything that you um, have for us to enjoy as your children. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, by the way, guys, if you want to check out, um, a couple of my e-courses, I have, um, two e-courses on my site on propheticlistening.com. One is called hearing God clearly made easy. The other one is called spirit mapping, um, which is a really fun and cool activity. All right. I hope that this blesses you and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share the show, let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast, share it on your social, text a friend about it, bring it up in conversation, whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review, guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.